This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. He is an award-winning columnist for the News and Observer. He's our good friend, Luke DeCock. Luke, what's going on, man? I feel like I'm doing one of those old-school radio updates, like... Let's go to Luke DeCock in the press box in Charlotte. Well, Hayes, it's uh, with 4.37 to go. The Wolfpack has just kicked an 18-yard field goal. 10-6 Maryland. <laughs> Let me tell you, never agree to do one of those jobs. I did it one time. Oh, like, like I think I think Gold used to do it. Uh, you know, you, you used to be able to pick up extra money from, like, CBS. They would, they would get people to do it or, you know. And so somebody asked me to do it one time. Man, they wanted you. They wanted them way too often, and they wanted you to like be there like five minutes before your hit. I was like, I barely watched the game. I was like, I was just looking at the score yeah. on my phone and telling them updates. This is terrible. I never want to do that again. You still hear those? You still hear those guys at Panthers games or NFL games once in a while? Because I think like Westwood One still does yes. that. You know, let's go to Bob Smith in in Green Bay. Well, the Packers have just kicked the high. All that kind of crap. So uh, any, anyway, I'm, I, yeah, you, you pulled me away from the riveting action. You're, you're a man on the scene. Did you get your personalized uh, uh, mayo uh, uh, jars of Duke mayo? Did, what, didn't they give everyone a, a Maryland and an NC State Duke's mayo jar? Yes, yes, I have a commemorative mayo jar, which, you know, I mean, it's not the shelf life of that. It's not like you're going to be able to get, give it to your grandkids or anything. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm more interested. Uh, I want to get the Duke's mayo mascot hubby uh, for my wife's birthday party. Okay. All right. That's my. That's. I'm, I've already started having conversations. I have no doubt that you can make that happen, and I have no doubt that the 99.9 The Fans, uh, Joe Ovius and Joe Gilio, 25 years from now, will be cracking a Duke's Mayo Bowl from like this year and spreading it for a for a video. I see that. I happening. think it needs to be a little more epic game than we've had so far <laughs> for it to be that memorable. But yes. I can totally see uh, the Obvious and Julio kids 50 years from now yes. on the radio eating up 50-year-old jar of mayonnaise. Anyway, let's uh, all right. probably it's, talk some sports or something. Was this the best year of football for the state of North Carolina ever? It's up there for sure. I mean, I think there are years where, you know, I think, you know, some of Carolina's you know, you go back to the old days, Peach Bowl or State in the Peach Bowl, and that was a huge deal. Um, you know, I, I think some of that may have been bigger. But, yeah, I mean, collectively, we've never had four bowls, or, you know, all four of the big four in bowls. We've never had, um, you know, the all, all four of those teams above 500, uh, which, you know, kind of stands in for bowls 50 years ago. Uh, NC Central won a bowl game. Uh, uh, you know, East, East Carolina, Carolina won a bowl game. I mean, until Carolina lost Wednesday night, the state was, you know, uh, three for three. So, I know. Four four. So, so, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's up there. What, what's missing, Hayes, I think, is just the, the lack of national competitiveness. You know, there wasn't a top five team. There wasn't a top eight team. There wasn't that sort of standout team that, you know, won an ACC championship or any of that. We, we've got to have that to really – you know, get it over the top. Because the Triangle has won ACC championships before, and it's not really in our lifetime. Um, so that's, that's kind of, I think, what has to happen at some point. But, yeah, I mean, for, for all the schools in the state, well, look, you know, I mean, Campbell beat Central. That's a huge win for Campbell. And, and you know, there's other schools in, that made the one A playoffs, whatever we're calling it these days. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was a pretty good year for football. If State can finish this out with a win and, you know, you go, you really, Carolina is the only blemish, and they lost by one to a good Oregon team. 
um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I said the same. I, I figured I didn't feel like doing the research on this, but I figured if you added up the wins, it would li- you know if you went by that metric, it's got if it's not the highest, it's got to be very very close just by virtue of all the nine and eight win seasons among all those different teams. And then App, who didn't go to bowl, still got six wins, but that kind of feels like a disappointing season to them. So it was a weird flavor because, like you said, they won, they won September Hayes. Yeah, I know, I know, but I mean, in a way that that kind of matters in college football, right? Because App State isn't expected to compete for the college football playoffs, so they're supposed to, like, you know, be interesting, knock off big teams, and then have crazy finishes. They, I feel like they played their role to a T, even if App State fan out there would obviously rather see them winning the, the 9 and 10 win games and, and uh, you know, winning conference titles and things like that. Um, your most influential list came out. Uh, Armando Baycott on there. I won't read the whole thing, partly to encourage people to go check it out themselves. Mike Elko, the Duke football coach. Uh, how many years you've been doing this? And obviously it's not a, uh, it's, it's almost a brand new list every year. So it's not like if, if it was power rankings and you kept the list sustained, you know, coach K would be number one every year and then people would move very little. You do kind of a new list every year. Um, how do you figure out uh, who goes on the list each year? You know, it really is based on impact in that year. So there are, there are repeats. People have been on the list multiple times. Um, and, yeah, there are some people, you know, like Scott Dupree, who you had on your show yesterday, I believe, could be on there every year because, you know, he really does make things happen for Raleigh as a, a sports host city. I do think when he won the first one, so that would have been 2017, I believe, um, he he was number one. I think they won. He was number one on the first list, in part because he played as much of a role in awakening people to the, the NCAA tournament hosting implications of HP2. Um, and, and really led to the, the, the pressure that led to the, the repeal of HB2 after the 2016 election um, into, into 2017 um, at the Final Four in Phoenix was, was really sort of the, the pivotal moment where Mark Emmert basically laid it out for the North Carolina people who were there that, you know, this, it, was, it was time to come to the table or they, we were going to miss out on that whole bid cycle. So, um, yeah, no, so I've been doing it since then, and, and it, it really is, like, who had the biggest impact in that year? Who represents what Triangle Sports was in that year? And that's why Armando was, was such a natural fit this year, um, not just because he's the best basketball player in the Triangle or the best basketball player in the ACC, uh, but because he's taken so much advantage of, of what it means to be a college athlete in 2022. Um, you know, a guy who in years past would have gone and played in the – you know, Turkish league or the Azerbaijani league or whatever, um, hoping to get an NBA shot someday. And instead is making as much money at Carolina, staying in Chapel Hill on a campus he loves, on a campus that loves him, uh, as, as financially better shape than he would be playing overseas. So I thought he really represented a lot of uh, trends in college sports and in the triangle uh, in a lot of ways. But it's a fun list to do, and it always is, is fun trying to find people who have maybe been overlooked a little bit. Um, either in the course of the year or for what they've done. And, and, you know, the five to watch for the next year, a lot of those have ended up on the next year's list eventually. I think, you know, Sean P. Jackson at, at Wakefield has the potential to be, you know, the best American sprinter uh, as she ages and gets older and, and, you know, develops and could be in Paris in 2024 and wherever the 2028 Olympics are. I can't think that far ahead. But, you know, there's always interesting people like that who we don't talk about much, but, you know, someday could be household names, not just here, but everywhere. 
coaches, athletes, uh, the president of U.S. soccer, all on the list. Go check it out at News and Observer. Uh, I like how you have Mike Foreman on there. That's a great one because I think collectively as fans, we often say, oh, the, the, the Canes do a great job of this, this, and this. The Canes, as if the Canes is like some supercomputer spitting these things out. Uh, that's a great reminder that there are people behind these creative ideas and initiatives that, that making them happen. And Mike Foreman, obviously one of those people. So great to see him on there. Um, all right, speaking of Scott Dupree, one of the questions I asked him yesterday was if anybody in Raleigh had ever uh, – Looked into having a bowl game, and he said, actually, yes. And he mentioned the marketing company behind a, a couple of the other bowl games that we would know that aren't, you know, long tradition, super famous, but that you would know them. They've been around for a while. There was some discussion, my, uh, but, you know, it ultimately closed for a number of reasons. My question to you, do you think there's anywhere else in North Carolina um, that you think could, would, or should explore a bowl game? I know we can we can be funny and throw North Carolina brands out there and silly names, but, like, would you would you get behind the idea of, like, Wilmington or, I don't know, Asheville? I, I don't know, some some cool location, or even Raleigh being a capital city, trying to host a bowl game? Yeah, I mean, I think it would be cool. I think, you know, it's just difficult when you, when you look at hotels and facilities. The places that we might want to go aren't necessarily equipped for it. Uh, you know, we, we, we've done a little bit of that. Like, this doesn't get a lot of attention either, but and it's not a huge game, but Durham County Stadium hosts the NAIA championship game, which is a really, really, really small school. Sure. Um, and, and that's turned out to be a decent event for Durham the last two years. Uh, I, I mean, I think it would be kind of cool to have a game in the triangle that rotates among the three stadiums. I mean, I, this is kind of obvious to me. If Duke Mayo is a sponsor, the other brand that screams North Carolina – and college football to me is Bojangles. Uh, it feels like there should be a Bojangles Bowl, and maybe that uh, you know, uh, becomes an FCS game or something like that. But uh, if I were in Bojangles, I think I'd want to be in the bowl business and, and do it here. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised that I'm sure there's been discussions about them as many times as the Charlotte sponsorship has changed hands, but uh, that'd be cool. Uh, since you're in Charlotte, who is, I, I didn't know how to phrase this question, and maybe this is the worst way to phrase it. Who, who's closer to contending? Let's let's not even say a title. Who's closer to contending for a conference championship? The Hornets or the Panthers? I feel like coming into this season, you would have said there's more optimism about the Hornets, but the way the Panthers kind of ended, they look like they maybe are just finding a quarterback away from starting to be a playoff team. Who's uh, who's closer to actually turning this thing around? I mean, I think the, the Panthers are only because they've benefited from a couple years of high draft picks. I, I think Sam Donald can be that quarterback. I mean, if the Panthers are going to get good under Steve Wilkes with the players they have now, it's going to be a defense-focused team. It's going to be a team that runs the ball. Uh, you know, it's a team that, that developed an identity under him, and it's an identity dictated in part by personnel. But Steve Wilkes, unlike Matt Rule, was smart enough to recognize that this was a, you know, this was a peanut butter and jelly team, not a filet mignon team. And he's not trying to turn it into something it's not. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why they've been, let's, let's not say successful. They've been moderately successful. But, you know, for, as someone who wrote in September that they were completely unwatchable, <laughs> I said they that were. there was going to be a point at some point in the future where the Panthers were watchable again. I did not expect it to be the end of December. But I think they are. They try hard. They compete. They know who they are and what they're trying to go out and do, which wasn't true under Matt Rule. And I think Steve Wills gets a lot of credit for that now. Are they honestly close to contending for the NFC title? No. I mean, they're not a playoff team in any other division. They're not a playoff team in any other year. They just happen to have, you know, sort of tripped backwards into a potential playoff spot. 
based on how awful their rivals happen to be. Uh, and they picked, uh, you know, they've won a couple of games along the way to put themselves in this position. And they have a chance to win out and host a playoff game. Uh, that's not because they're one of the best teams in the league. It's like circumstances. But that said, that can be a springboard to better things. And, and I was, Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Financial advice industry can be overwhelming for a lot of people. Is there a way to be sure you're getting the best service when you don't know? Yeah, Adam, it's not just if you gave the money to a planning team and they did good the first year. I mean, anyone could do good for one year, but it's a track record and it's the long-term accounts that are very important. We call that a financial fill-up strategy, Adam, and that gives you lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll put together for you, the listener, your very own total retirement plan if you call right now. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I was out here last summer and people said I was crazy saying, look, if you look at the first three games of Sam Darnold when he was healthy and had a functioning offensive line, I think he can be a decent, not a world beater, a decent NFL quarterback. And right now the Panthers are winning because they're playing a brand of football that only demands a decent NFL quarterback. And I feel like Sam Darnold can do that. Uh, he's just been hurt or, you know, overshadowed by, you know, the, the David Tepper's shiny objects, whether it's Deshaun Watson or Baker Mayfield or whoever. Uh, I think Sam Darnold's shown that he can do the job, and he's kind of been able to watch the Jets off himself. Yeah, his uh, I can't remember his stat line. I don't have it in front of me now, but his stat line Sunday, I came, uh, or last Saturday, I came in saying uh, that's what they need. Like, that is completely average NFL quarterbacking. It was like 15 of 22 for 250 yards, one touchdown, and no interceptions. Like, that's yeah. it. That's what the team do, needs from their quarterback. Do no harm. You yeah. Just be, be Trent Dilfer. Don't screw things up. Uh, and, and be that be that guy, hand the ball off to Foreman and, and Hubbard and, you know, throw short passes and make first downs and don't do stupid things and then let your defense win the game for you. I mean, that's only within the realm of possibilities for the Panthers. Now, look, you're not going to beat everybody playing that way. Uh, you know, the, they lost to the Steelers because they're not going to go 17-0. They're a, they're a below-average football team that's been able to win some games, but that's good enough in this one year to potentially make the playoffs and you know, that's an opportunity that you still have a chance to see. Luke DeCock of the News and Observer, check out his work. I regret to f- inform you, you missed nothing, nothing. The ball has stayed between the 30-yard lines the entire time uh, that you've been in here. You can go back and catch the final series of the pack. Appreciate the time and have a great New Year, man. You got it. Happy New Year to you too, Ed. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists. Talented surgeons highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.